Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom Gross with Dan Ream, and we are on the last day of our RPG summer camp. Yes. And it has been. T- we are the tired teachers in the dungeon. The tired teachers in the dungeon, <laughs> indeed. We will sleep. We will have a nice long rest after, <laughs> after this day is over. Yes. Um, some hit points. But it has been a good week, and we just wanted to give you a recap of how things went and maybe let you know what we've been thinking as far as how this would look next year. Dan, I think the thing I would say about the gameplay that's been in the afternoon is as the week has gone, the volume has gone up and up and up. But something I find interesting today is the tension is high as games are wrapping up. Our DMs DMs were very skilled. They managed to pace things so that the climax of each game, I think, is happening today. And, And the kids are... We're a little bit on edge going into their sessions. Today. Yeah, in fact, right before we started recording, I stepped into a room to see how, how the game was going, and boy, you could have cut the tension with a knife. <laughs> there, it was, there was quite an animated discussion going on between two characters. <laughs> and I, I said that very specifically because one of our goals of this was to help students become better role players, better communicators, right. building characters that have more depth. And the reason I said very clearly that there was tension between two characters because it was not conflict between two players in there. No. It was definitely one character, another character, and if I flipped the switch and said, guys, we're gonna we're gonna step out of this and take a break, they probably would have laughed and smiled and recapped and then gone right back to the same tension when the game started back up. Yes. They they yeah. have really I feel like I've seen growth in these students in their ability to role play and take on the persona of a character. Yeah, I would agree. It was, it, I, my mind was kind of going toward the whole, I, I felt like coming in, those two players that you mentioned were, were more experienced and skilled D&D players mm-hmm. anyway. Yes. So it was, it's been fun to watch them sort of spark off each other. Yeah, and they've never played together that we know of, not no. in our club. In fact, one of them isn't even in our game club officially, no. although, he mentioned that he plans to join, <laughs> yes, yes. Here, which is super cool. And that's part of also what this is about, yeah. is fostering those relationships and making them want to continue to come back to play. But the other main thing, I guess, to I don't know if I'm jumping the tracks here too early, but our main activity today was our field trip to our local game store, which yeah. in our community, this it's a six-minute bus ride from <laughs> yeah. the school, so it's right. very close. Very easy to get to, uh, but that was really a, a pretty special, I would say, memorable event for the kids. They they, they opened the, the store special for us. They had a set. They had a, a mini paintbrush, a little dice bag, a couple little things in the dice bag, swag bags for the kids. Yep. All set out, all ready to go, and they brought in 
a person that we knew, but I don't think we knew he was as much of a celebrity <laughs> right? by, by Washington standards that, that he really is. This is a, you've got his card there, why don't I you? I do. His name is Ryan Calhoun. He's the owner and operator of Cephalopod Studios. We've had Ryan on the show uh, before. We did, very early um, on. But he was sharing as well. Actually, I wasn't there for this part. But so Ryan, Ryan uh, Calhoun is the person we're talking about of Cephalopod Studios. But he was sharing a story with the, the, the kids about his... I don't know if we want to wait on that story. Oh, oh okay. Let's... Let's so what we can't, the, the generally no knowledge, he is... That's tension in the show there, yes, guys. That's, yes. that's, Shut we're, up, we're, Tom! We're going to keep you, keep you hanging on for <laughs> a story. <laughs> but he is a, he is a full-time mini and terrain painter. Yes. That's what he does for his living. And he has four full-time employees that work for him yeah. doing this here in Washington, Illinois, which I was fascinated by. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Cephalopod Studios makes paints. It also makes, he also has his own line of paints. Yep. And 3D prints and figures. They, and they 3D print materials, too. And the thing that I think, the pa- his passion is professional painting of minifigures. Yes, so he takes commissions for... For minis, and he has, let's just say his minis are on display cases throughout the nation. Yes, uh, including some very well-known places, perhaps. But we'll save that for yeah. a later time. That's what we're saving for a later time. Yes. So it's, um, but it was so that was so fun. I mean, I, I know mm-hmm. the, the students probably. I mean, when I was that age, I wouldn't have been aware of how special that was. Right. But me standing there, I was so thrilled when I suddenly put all that together that this you know nationally known professional painter mm-hmm. is here to give the students just a little bit of a taste of mini painting. It was it was really cool. And I want to say back to the whole sort of field trip that we made. This go and this is really for the teachers that listen to the podcast and anybody who works with kids or camps and things like that. Create that relationship with your local game store if you're fortunate to have one in your area. Yes. And the thing, and I talk about this when I when I give speeches at conferences, particular library conferences, is remember it's a two-way street. Don't go to your game store with a give me, give me, give me. Find a way that you can reciprocate business for them, promotion for them, something that, that gives them value for them taking care of you because let me tell you, they want to take care of you. Yes, I was going to say, we need to, I, we kind of mentioned it, but a specific shout out to Zeke's yep. Comics and Games. He, they, they rolled out the red carpet for us. They did. And, and as you might expect, some students were very into being very precise with their painting mm-hmm. and some looked like they just took the mini and just dunked it in a paint pot and we're done. <laughs> so Zeke was very good about talking to them and sort of thinking on the fly. And mm-hmm. the students who were not as into the painting, he brought them over to another part of the store yes. and you know took the time to just talk them through what he had there as far as comic books and other games mm-hmm. and other, you know, just gave them a little tour, yeah. gave them all 20% off whenever they wanted to buy there at the store when we were there. And yep. And then made a space for us to bring in pizza and have lunch. It was just a lot of fun. And uh, one thing we didn't mention that when we first got there was Zeke had a um, a display by the tables the kids were sitting at with um, a whole bunch of resources for role-playing games. Yes. He had some Dungeons & Dragons figures and different resources for Dungeons & Dragons 
But one of the things I wanted to talk about was what are some of the alternate role-playing games? Because not everybody is, you know, loves fantasy. So he had Starfinder from the Paizo group for mm-hmm. the sci-fi fans. He had Soulbound, that's a, a Warhammer RPG. And boy, he was really selling that one. Um, <laughs> it's it, his own it, personal favorite. It does, like. it does sound really cool. You play, and when you play, you're like deities instead of like a first level character right from the start. I think that I would really like to see Z come on the show and kind of do that same talk for us here on the show that he did with the kids because, you know, there is a diverse amount of RPGs out there for people to play. I I would be hard-pressed to find find somebody, or I'm sorry, I think it'd be hard-pressed for somebody, even a persnickety player or someone who's really genre-specific to not be able to find an RPG that fits their style. Yeah. So that was really cool. It was a lot of fun to do that trip. It was a little extra effort on our part, but it wasn't awful. Short drive, you know, probably the worst part of it was reserving the bus <laughs> and doing the training for, so that I could drive the bus. And, and all of that was probably the worst part of it. But anytime you, you take a field trip, it's just a little extra energy, but, but it was a lot of fun. All right, so we're back. We just had a few less things to to chat about here with our final day of our of our summer camp. Yeah. I have to admit I was you and I were both saying we we wondered if the kids were a little tired of the workshops if we had overdone that. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of encouraging as the kids were sitting down to play we had a little bit of some technical issues to sort out and so I was doing that and just overheard the kids chatting and they were mourning the fact that this was the last day. <laughs> they didn't want it to oh, end. Oh, that's nice to hear. So that was, yeah, that was encouraging. They, I think it was, they, I mean, they, they went on to talk about the, the game session, and it was more about, it was more, about more than just the fact that it was an exciting game, that you could tell they enjoy playing with each other. Yes. And we're sorry that that was going to be mm-hmm. done. So that's, that's one of the things I think that kind of went to my heart and thought, all right, this was... It was worth it anyway, but that just added more value to what we were doing. Absolutely. I w- you know, and just looking at how they're interacting uh, together in each of these groups, I think they'll all kind of have that hard... F- it, it's it's hard to be like, oh, I guess that's it. They've been working... I mean, yes. they've been doing about two and a half hours each day. Right. So and we're looking at 10 hours of play. Yes, over a short period of time. That's pretty intense. And yeah. we've mentioned this before. I feel like we could delve into a little bit more about how when you role play something like this even though the role play is invented the emotions are quite real mm-hmm. and you feel the emotions your character feels and you you bond with the other players as if you've actually been through something you know the the, the scenarios that you right. put into place right i mean i liken it to when i when i finish reading a really good book and I've invested significant time in reading this really mm-hmm. good book. You close the book and you walk away from it. And at some point over the next day or so, you feel like you're missing something. It's Ooh. like it's like saying goodbye to a friend. Yeah. Or, you know, the main character. And you're like, oh, what are they doing? Like, I mean, it's so real that you're like, what are they doing now? And it's like, oh, that was a stupid book. Why, why am I feeling that way? I think the same thing for, for a D&D story. The first time I finished reading Lord of the Rings... I was in a mild depression, I swear, for weeks after because mm-hmm. I didn't have that world to go to anymore. I mean, right. you could go back and read it again, but it's not the same as yeah. 
going through it the first time. Oh, the discovery and all of that. And that's what, yeah. that's what they've all experienced this week in these games is that discovery. And gosh, just the stories, every story is compelling. We have two homebrew campaigns. I think we've already talked about this, but we have two homebrew campaigns and one published campaign that's, that they're going through. And all of them are so, so they're all so into it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to... It, I'm glad the week is coming to a close, but it's hard to walk away from all yeah, that. I, I think it illustrates something that we, I mean, all of us that play D&D already know. It's what it makes it, what makes it unique, what makes it special as a game. I mean, mm-hmm. we could have, we could have sat down here with Settlers of Catan for three days and probably had a great time. I'm yeah. not bashing that game. I love that game. Yep. Or Pandemic or mm-hmm. anything, but there wouldn't be the emotional ties. Right. When you're done with those. You put the pieces back in the box. You yeah. close the box. Hey, that was fun. See you guys later. Yes. Yep. And this this has, you're, you've created a world together, and now they kind of have to let it go. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so with all that said, we have, uh, at the end of the day today, they're going to fill out a, a feedback form. Yeah for us and we're really looking forward to, yes. to what they have to say about it um, both the good and the bad I've no doubt that some some of the students will say didn't like this or didn't like I that I hope they do I want to I want to know that we need to make it better and yeah and it'll be important to know those sorts of things I, I would anticipate and this is where I make my mistake always anticipating and speculating but I'm guessing they're all going to say they love the games yeah they love playing but I'm anxious to see what of the workshops, what of the structure of the day. I mean, for heaven's sakes, we asked them to give up a week of their of their summer, right, to do this. Right. And so, although I have, to, I have to say, thinking back to what it was like to be a student, I think you picked the right week. Oh, because I would I would imagine if they're anything like I was by this point in the summer, you've kind of run out of the things you were looking forward to doing. It's done. Point. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking for something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, logistically, it was, all, it was really the only week that yeah. would that would work very well because our summer school had just gotten over. And we don't want, you don't want it to, as a student, you don't want the summer camp too close to the start of the year because by that point, you are guarding your days. Yes. And they have all sorts of like back to school camps if they're in band or sports or things like that. Right. So uh, this way, at this point, mm-hmm. it's, they're looking for something to do. They're willing to give up some time but they know they still have some time after that. So if you hear the smile in my voice, we had a student just come rushing into our room to grab a, a, a resource book and go running back to his, his game. Something that just must brings have, me so much joy. Something must have hit the fan in that room. That's what it was. Oh, and the other thing man. we're doing for him here just before we send him on their way is you, you were careful enough to we're, we're going to give out prizes so yeah hopefully they'll be a little yeah we're giving away and i always forget the author's name so i'm going to keith ammon keith ammon i don't know that you pronounce it but that's what it looks like we have his book the monsters know what they're doing and live to tell the tale those two books we got two copies of each of those books to give away to students and it, it because one is more directed towards dms one is more directed towards players even though Either player or DM could learn from both books. We have a we have a player bucket. We have a DM bucket, and so we'll draw those first and give those books away. Hopefully, targeted to people who really would be interested in getting those. Then we'll pile them all into the into the uh, one, and then we've got gift cards to Zeke's Comics and Games to yes. give away. 
So looking forward to that. And everybody walks away with a prize today. They do yes. not know that. They think there no. are four books. <laughs> they think there are four <laughs> books to give away, and, and we're going to give everybody something. As I look around our room, our, our sort of our central room where we did some workshops that were is our meeting room. We we got a lot of it cleaned up last night because yes, it's already looking a little forlorn. Yeah, our game our terrain displays went away last night. Yes, the food table went away last <laughs> night. <laughs> so it really looks just kind of more like a classroom now. Yeah, well, that's the way things go. Yeah. So, well, hey, if you guys want to uh, do something like this with your students, or like I said, you, you are a librarian at a public library, or you run a club, and you're interested in something like this, we would love to share our experiences in more detail with you, talk about more of the planning, the logistics and things. Yeah. E- email us at teachersinthedungeon.com. We'd be happy to touch base with you and uh, talk to you about something like this. But overall, Dan, I would say job well done. Yeah, I think we we made it successful for the kids. So we'll Mm -hmm. just build on this for next year. That's right. So, well, until next time, we'll see you here on Teachers in the Dungeon. See you soon. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.